Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bible Unmasked episode season two, episode one. This is madly exciting for me. Um, last year, we went through the entire Bible. Um, our pastors, our principal, we walked you through the entire Bible. This year, since you would have gone through the Bible, we want to do something a little different. We, we're going to be studying the Bible through themes, um, at least half of the Bible through themes, picking selective books one week. And the other week, or the other couple of weeks, we're going to do some deep, deep dive into difficult Bible passages. So whenever you see me, I would be doing the Bible through themes. And um, to begin this first episode of the second season, I asked some of my friends, my brothers to join me as we kick off this new season. So with me this evening is Dane Hurst and Kinta Richardson. Welcome, Mr. Dane. Kinta, welcome. Okay, and let me, let me tell you why I asked these guys to join me. We have been prayer partners for the past, in fact, next month, we start our sixth year of praying together. I, I look, I've been, a, I've been a Christian for about 30 odd years and I've never had an experience like this where I have journeyed with brothers or anybody, um, as a matter of fact, in prayer like this. And it's, it's I mean, it's changed my life. Th these guys have prayed me through the purchase of houses. They've prayed me through um, a baby, you know, yeah. uh, when she was yeah. ill. They've prayed me through tenants squatting in my house, somebody <laughs> driving a car through one of my house. So they've prayed me through highs and lows. And I, I, I couldn't find anybody better to kick off this Bible and mass. Guys, you want to share your experience with our ongoing prayer partnership? Uh, sure, sure. Um, you know, thanks for having us on the the program. Um, man, I, I echo your sentiment. It, it's just been mind-blowing to think of how long we've been together and how God has just worked throughout our friendship, throughout our bond together. Um, you know, really, truly, you'll see where two or three are gathered that he's there. And that's been our case. And it's been wow. a faithful gathering each week. And I promise you, man, uh, from my perspective, it just reminds me that um, the prayer actually does change things, you know, the yes, way... Sir. People just say that phrase and and know it's true, but this um, group has demonstrated it. Um, we've prayed for various situations in my life, um, and and uh, you know over my career, over uh, my marriage, over my um, you know sickness, health, uh, whatever it is. It's just been you guys have been there um, through a ton of milestones, and you know just thanking God. Um, so from, I, I won't get into too many specifics and to talk too long. So that I will say in a nutshell is my takeaway so far, man. I love these guys. We, we really have lived life together. So yeah, yeah. Big time. Big All time. Right. All right. Thank you. Uh, my name is Kinta and thank you for having me. And 
Um, for this, it meant um, a lot to me and my family. Um, I was able to share, I was able to give testimonies and just each uh, week, just see how God work and, and help each of us. And, and, and I just wanna just thank God for these men um, I, I felt my life changing. Um, I felt like I, um, I got closer to God. Um, I'm going out there. I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I just, you know, um, pray and continue that this, you know, keep going on for another 10, 15, <laughs> till God comes. Right. Yes, sir. So I just want to say, um, may amazing fellow. These guys are amazing. So um, God is good. Praise God. I, I wonder if we, we'll be praying for each other's walkers and wheelchairs when we're in our 90s. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny, man. We, like, like Daniel said, we've really hit some milestones together because yeah. uh, when we started, I, 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 I just got married. I wasn't even a year yet. Amira was just two. J Justice Kinta was like two. You yeah. know, so we've we've seen some amazing changes. Um, all, all of us became forty. So, so, sorry for calling you guys out uh, <laughs> during our time of prayer together. All right, so so here's the deal with to, to this evening's topic. Um, we're starting with the book of Genesis, and the theme that we're doing for Genesis is learning from new beginnings. So the book of Genesis, as you know, is the book of beginnings. The we we learn from Genesis how our earth came into being. We learned about the, the first couple. We learned about the fall of humanity, uh, but God's intervention. Uh, so, so there are so many themes in Genesis. And, and instead of just studying like verse by verse or looking for difficult passages, we wanted to do something a little different. And we wanted to do a big picture walkthrough of Genesis. And the topic, the topic we chose is learning from new beginnings, not just new beginnings, but learning from them. Let, let, let's pray as we dive into God's word and as we launch um, season two of the Bible and Mass. God, this is your season, your word. These are your guys, God, and it's your people tuning in. And I just pray you would bless this episode. Um, speak, testify, elevate yourself through Dane, Kinta, and myself. Uh, and, and Father, throughout the year, let our lives be impacted, let our hearts be touched by your power, by your anointing. In the name of our friend Jesus, amen and amen. 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 So watch this, guys. We, 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 we divided the, the new beginning theme into four different kinds of beginnings. So the first beginning we have that, that we want to identify is a new beginning after you sinned and messed up. And the examples we have for that is like Adam, you know, jacking things up and making us lose out. Um, we have Cain, we have Jacob, you know, yep. cheating his brother and having to start over because of his sinfulness, consequence of that. But how do you begin, how do you start afresh when it's your fault, when you cause this? We're going to dive into that. The second new beginning is when you are beginning after a disaster. 
and and we've had a lot of that. I mean, um, you know, we've had tornadoes like in Kentucky recently, Florida. We we you know we 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 are always storm hurricane prone. Um, how do you begin after that? So the examples we have is like Noah for the flood. Um, you know, Jacob having to leave Canaan and go to Egypt because of famine. How do you begin? What are the lessons? What are the takeaways that we can glean? We're gonna we, we're gonna delve into that this evening. The third new beginning is when God has called you to something new. It could be a new job, a new location. Um, how do you start afresh? How do you leave the old behind? That is gonna be inspiring as we explore. People like Abraham had to do that. Jacob had to do that. And the last one, the last beginning that we want to spend time on is how do you begin again? How do you start over when you have family conflict? And we have Hagar. We have Lot having to separate from Abraham. We have uh, Jacob and Esau. Um, um, so that's what we're going to do this evening. So let's start with, let's start with, with uncle Adam and, and, and his mess up and let's start with the consequence. Kinta, you, you, you have Genesis 3, 23 and 24 for us, Genesis 3, 23 and 24, the, the consequence of Adam messing up. Yes. Um, therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Wow. So basically, you all see what's happening here. Right? He's kicked out. Mm -hmm. He's kicked out. God is like, dude, you screwed things up. I can't trust you now, you know, um, because you being in the garden was not just my love, but my trust. I trusted that you live in obedience and you won't try to eat what was forbidden. No, we don't have that trust. It's broken. So, so he's, he's locked out of the garden and he has a lot of consequence. Now there's sweat when he works. And somebody asked me, it's like, well, what about those people who, who do white color jobs? Do they sweat? Of course they do. They may not sweat from their brow, but the stress, and that was what God was saying. You're going to stress now from working. Work used to be just pure delight. Um, Eve, you know, um, pain through childbearing. A um, lot of consequence. But I don't want to focus on the consequence, guys. I want to focus on what was, how did he find strength to start over? How did, he, how did he find grace through, through the guilt that they brought this on themselves? And, and I have two hints. I have two hints. And, and, and like I shared with you guys, just dive in. If, if, if there's any inspirational thought, just dive in or else I will keep going because I just love this thing. And there are two things I, I learned as I think about how do you start over? How do you begin afresh? when you have messed up, when it's your fault, the divorce happened, you're the reason you got fired. It wasn't a downsizing, it's you and your ugly attitude. What do you do to start afresh? Well, there, there are two things that happen. Uh, the, 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 and I'm not gonna go in order, right? But verse 21 says of Genesis three, and the Lord God, and the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. 
Now, oh, this yeah. garment was made by slaying a lamb. Immediately, they understood that somebody was covering for their transgression. Yeah. This is good news. So, so, so even though there were a lot of consequences, there was a lot of hope. And the hope was, you're not left alone. Um, some, there's an atonement, and that word atonement means at one man. You know, God has created a path to join you to himself. If, if I could get a little deeper, fellas, if I could get a little deeper, in verse 15, Verse 15 is considered, um, we, we call it, we, we call it in the Greek, pro-euangelion. Euangelion means gospel. And so this is the first gospel. Before there was John 3.16, there was Genesis 3.15. And Genesis 3.15 says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. Now, in this one verse, I have a, I have a funny story, Dan and Kinta. When I, when I, when I started um, Andrews University, I went to the seminary. I wanted to do a little 12-page paper on this verse. And man, I was like a peacock with my, with my feathers all spread out. I was excited. I'm like, wow, I'm a big-time scholar. I'm going to write 12 pages on one verse. So I went up to the professor, right, with my cocky, excited self. I'm like, you know, Prof, has anyone even attempted this, this enormous feat of 12 pages from one verse? <laughs> the professor sent me to the library. One, one African theologian wrote a 500-page dissertation on this one verse. <laughs> and he, he was not the only one. <laughs> 500 feet. But let me tell you why I like this. If y'all would allow me to, to get a little deep. In this one verse, I'm talking about hope. How do you begin again when you have messed up? One, the first point I shared is that God is still willing to cover you. It's, it's like that first John 2, 1. Um, if you sin, don't sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the father. An advocate means a lawyer, a go-between. You're right. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Somebody's there to cover you. But here's another thing that I get. In this one verse, I see justification. I see sanctification and I see glorification. What do I mean? Justification simply says that God is saving us from the, the penalty of sin. Sanctification said he's saving us from the power of sin. And glorification said he's saving us from the presence of sin. Right in this one verse, I see those three concepts: the, the 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 penalty of sin. Somebody is going to be bruised on our behalf. Now, now the serpent didn't bruise Adam and Eve, but God says your 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 seed Eve is is going to take a beating that you should have gotten. So so he took the penalty. But here here here's the power now. The power is. There is going to be enmity. That word enmity is hatred, is disgust. So anytime you feel hatred for your sins, that's evidence that God is in you. A lot of times we feel, um, um, we feel uh, when we see our sins 
or we find we are so sinful, sometimes we think, well, man, that means God is not with us. We have forsaken him. No, it's actually the opposite. When you see your sins, God is actually with you. Because if he's not with you, you'll be blind. You won't see a thing. Right? right. So, yeah. so this enmity is a hatred. That, that's God saving us from the power of sin. And then, of course, the, the seed is going to crush the head of the serpent, which means he will be dead and sin and Satan will be no more. So in, 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 so, so, so in Genesis 3, 15 and, and 21, I see hope. I see assurance. I see God saying to Adam, yes, you've been locked out. You've been kicked out. Um, but that's not the end of the story. Can I yeah? jump in? Please. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm, I'm thinking about my real life experiences and place myself in the story um, a little bit. I, I think of any time I've messed up um, and you, you ask the question, how do you start again when you it's your fault? Um, one of the things that it's very important to do when you do mess up is admit your fault. Hello. Uh, and it's, the hard, it's one of the harder things to do because, you know, admitting fault in the eyes of anyone makes you weak, right? You, you start right. kind of admitting that you're, um, you're, you're a, a person who has flaws and no one really wants to do that. So um, the other thing about when it's your fault and you've kind of come to a low point, you've been brought down, um, you're now put at a crossroads you can continue to go on the wrong path. And that's a choice that even Adam, after he did what he did, has the choice to still continue to do. Um, that's that's actually the, the, the grace and mercy of our God. He still allows us, because he's a gentleman, to continue in the way we want to go. Um, whether it's still, even though he doesn't want us to continue into the path of death, he allows us to make that choice. But... Again, there's a crossroads, so you have a choice that you can make to go to the path of life. Um, so for me, my experiences, I, I just, uh, you know, I can tell you about, uh, I'm a teacher, for example, um, and I just remember, and every every person who's listening to this who's a teacher can tell you their first year of teaching is the hardest year, period. It's going to be the hardest year because you're just learning this and there's no manual, right? You know, they try and teach you a bunch of stuff in college and and, and when you get on the job, you you, you realize, okay, I got to just throw that stuff out the door <laughs> because there's so much stuff that you might have been being prepared for that you didn't realize you were going to encounter. And I know in my first year of teaching, I messed up a lot and I felt terrible and and I, I remember i was at a point even where i was about to get fired like oh boy. fired oh boy and, and it wasn't intentionally me you know just kind of messing everything up uh i you know i don't know how many people intentionally try and mess things up um a lot of times you're doing things that you think are going to do you good at the very least uh so I'm doing what I'm thinking is right, but I know that I'm having this struggle and I mess up bad. I'm brought to this major low point and I'm even depressed about it. I found myself um, just, you know, kind of feeling really frustrated, not uh, um, being able to figure this situation out for myself and just feeling at a really low point because 
I had put so much effort into getting to that point. I don't know. We're probably going to get to this conversation later, but I put so much effort into getting to the point where I'm in a position to teach. And here I am. I'm about to mess it all up. And um, it put me at a crossroads. I'm, I'm at a low point, And now I can choose to walk away from this profession that I um uh, uh, prayed about and I know God wants me to continue in or I can um, you know I can walk away or I can actually um, follow and seek God seeking God is the other part of this by the way admitting faults right, right. was something I had to come with uh, come to grips with that okay I am not at this stage good enough. And the the reason why I'm at this point is because I need to do a little better in my profession. Um, I kind of had to come to grips and admit to myself as opposed to, you know, because the other thought was no one prepared me for this. You know, there's all this stuff that I just didn't anticipate. And now you throw me into the middle of this situation. So I could have. And this is what happened. Eve kind of did, right? They point right. the finger at the other people in their lives who caused them to get into this situation. And so for me, um, I could have done that. And, you know, I still felt like doing that to some degree because I'm like, <laughs> why, why am I here in this situation? Any job I've ever applied to, they give me a training manual. They tell me what how to do it well in, in certain, uh, in, in a, to a certain degree, I felt like... Um, in, in this situation, my first year, I didn't have as much help as I needed. So anyway, um, long story short, I, I admitted my fault that I need to do better. But then I sought out help. Right. And you help out from first God, because I had to pray to him because I was at a depressing, like I was in a state of depression at the time because I'm about to lose it all. And now, God, I need you to tell me, is this the way you want me to continue to go? Because I don't feel like I'm able to do this. I don't feel like, I'm, you know, and thank God he, he helped me understand that it's going to be hard, but you got to keep pushing through. You got to right. keep going forward. Love it. Um, and so seeking out that help is definitely the other side of Love this. It. Um, it helps you understand that when you, f- um, no matter how many times you fall, it's important to get back up. And the only way you're going to get back up, especially if you when you fall, if you could, if I could use this metaphor, a lot of times we fall and we injure something. Right. Um, And and every now and again, you can get up on your own. But every now and again, uh, you're you're not able to and you're going to need that extra hand. Exactly. Sometimes and you you talk to God, but sometimes it's that human hand, that person that he's put on earth there to help you as well. That leaves you by. And thank God I have a wife who just a little plug, you know, 2018 teacher of the year. She helped me so much. Um, I had so many others, you know, um, I, I. I don't want to start name dropping, but I know Hilaj Porcina, for example, amazing principal in the Broward County school system. And I'm just no, dropping names. No, but I'm not a block. But you, shout out you to those they, ladies and other people in my life who really kept pushing let, me forward. And, and there were answers to prayer. Let uh, me let me, tell, let me tell you what I'm pulling from what you're sharing, too, which is that this is rich, man. Thank you. 
you know, the whole idea of, conf- of admitting you're wrong, that is sometimes more difficult because we, 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 we especially when we see ourselves as, you, you, if we think that the mistake or the sin defines us, if you understand that you are not your sins, that helps to make confessing a little easier. And not only that, especially when it comes to God, if you know who you're confessing to, what, one of the things that encourages me is if, you know, because of Adam, we have AIDS, we have COVID, mm-hmm. we have lockdowns, we have evil governments. Because of Adam, we have environmental crisis, we have drunken drivers. Mm-hmm. Adam is the one who introduced sin to this world and all its consequence. In, in, in large part, you know, we are suffering, you know, because of Adam. I'm not able to look you guys in the eye, you know. And, and, mm. and, and, however, in spite of that, mm. God forgave and gave Adam a second chance. And if mm. God could do that for Adam, the, the, you know, the one who allowed sin into this planet, then what about you and I? And that is what gives me encouragement when I mess up whether accidentally or a lot of times intentionally. I, I, wanna, I wanna jump to the second beginning. So the first one is how do you begin again when you yourself has messed up? But the second one is how do you start, uh, how do you start over after a disaster? Uh, 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 a disaster? Then you, you have Genesis 6, 3. Okay, Genesis 6, 3 and Uh, Forgive me, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So Genesis 6, 3 says, Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. And, and, And the context of this verse also is the flood. Noah and the flood. So there was a flood. The whole earth was destroyed. How are you supposed to begin after that? Because, I mean, outside of the flood, there has nothing, we have not had an experience remotely as devastating as this flood that wiped out the whole earth except eight people. So mm-hmm. as bad as our, all our hurricanes are, as bad as the wildfires were in California and in Australia two years ago, um, you know, and the mudslides we just um, were witnessing, when we were in British Columbia six, you know, of, uh, a few weeks ago, as bad as those things are, nothing could compare to a global deluge. How did Noah recover from this? I'll, I'll just give you one thing. I'll give you one thing that I believe would have kept Noah, and that's Genesis 6 and verse 8, which says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That's it. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In spite of the tragedy that all of us would have been through, especially this ugly pandemic, man, that has taken away so much from us, know that the fact that we're here, the fact that we're still in our right minds, the fact that um, we can still communicate in some kind of format, that is grace. And I think what would have helped Noah is savoring the grace that he's been given. Yes, of course, he got discouraged. 
That's why he went and he drank. And, and for you good Adventists, that was not Welch's grape juice. It was not. Uh, the, the, you, know, you know what he drank? He, he drank? he drank what some of us like to put in our fruitcake during the Christmas holiday. And Kinta, you know us Trinis love to do that the most. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> put, put all that all that rum and all black cake. <laughs> but 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 he, grace, grace is what took the brother through, and that's what I would I would surrender. And I hope that doesn't sound like a cliche, but understanding that you've gotten a second chance, it should mean something to you. I one of the things I hear people saying is that God have me here, He must has a purpose. He must have a purpose for me. I believe that. Amen. And that's what you take away after a disaster. Uh, anyone, you guys have any other thing or, or we, we dive yeah, into? I have something to say. Um, um, I have worked in a substance abuse place where, um, you know, people come there to get help. Um, they have alcohol problems and, and different things like that. And, um, you know, they would come and they would have their meetings and talk about, you know, their life and how, alcohol messed up their life and you know um and then they have others who don't want to share um maybe they don't feel comfortable they don't feel any um you know in in sharing so um for them coming there they 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 want to help themselves they say hey listen i have a problem you know i have a drinking problem and i want to get help so you know um Sometimes they go through these disasters um, so God can point them out like, hey, listen, um, there's a way, you know, um, some of them don't know God. So it was my privilege to be there to witness to them. And um, with that job, they didn't require, hey, hey, you can't speak about God and, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. But, you know, I, I find ways. <laughs> And I would um, give out tracts and give out books and, and and talk to them and say, hey, listen, you do have a purpose in life. You yes. do have um, some responsibility. You do, you can, you can um, um, reclaim your marriage, reclaim yes. your kids, reclaim what, what um, you have lost. And, and, and through Jesus Christ, you can do, you can wow. do anything. Wow. You, you know, Kinta, Every time you share those yeah. testimony in, at our um, at our Monday night prayer sessions, it would really inspire me, man. It would convict me because I'm like, man, God is using this dude so mightily. What in the world am I doing with my life? Let me go share Jesus with somebody. I'm like, Liz, I want to share Jesus with you. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But thank you, man. Thank you. Kinta, you, you have Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Uh, we're going to talk about the third new beginning. And that is when you sense a calling from God. What do you do with that? How do you leave the old and start with the new when God has called you to a new place or a new profession or Genesis 12. And the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. 
and in you all the families, all the earth shall be blessed. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Let, let me give you all context. And I, and I want Kenta and Dane to share their Abrahamic journeys because you guys have had some significant new beginnings. Kenta, you, you, yeah. you, you lived in the smallest state. 28 years. The, oh my, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And, and you uprooted your family. But we, we, so I want you to share that. And then you taught in the public school system, um, had your nice, comfy, comfy, comfy job. And something in, in, in Trinidad, my family would say something kicked you. <laughs> You're like, what in the world are you doing leaving that nice, comfy job, coming and teaching in Adventist education? Let me give you all context with this Abrahamic journey. In, in Genesis 10 and 11, you remember in Gen after the flood, God put up a rainbow and the rainbow meant he will never destroy the earth with water again, ever. Um, these cats got together and they're like, look, in case God changes his mind, why don't we build a tower? Tall enough is going to reach heaven. Let's make a name for ourselves. They were trying to make a name for themselves yep. and God crushed their dreams by confusing their language. Then it flips over to Genesis chapter 12. This guy just wants to be humble. And God says to him, I want you to just, just leave. Forget your GPS, just start driving. And I will build a name for you. When God builds a name for us, it's usually lasting. When we try to build a name for ourselves, it crumbles like the Tower of Babel. Kinta, talk about your journey, man. Yes, sir. Um, well, I, I was born in Trinidad. I'm hey, hey. <laughs> yes, yes, I was born in Trinidad. I uh, came in 87. Yes, I'm very old. And um, from 87 and from going out, I was in Rhode Island, man, my goodness. And I met my wife in Rhode Island. Wow, something good about Rhode Island. No, yeah, no. yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy how God put us together. Um, she's from Jersey, New Jersey, and we just, you know, met through church. But, um, you know, after I got married, I had um, two kids, but they were really small at that time. And um, me and my wife was talking about, listen, I feel stuck. Like, I feel like we're doing the same thing. We're seeing the same people. Like, we need to move. Like, we need to do something. And at that time, we was looking at houses to buy because we thought we was going to spend our whole life in Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, we searching for houses. We came this close to buying a home. But obviously, God has a plan for us, right? Yeah. So um, in 2000 and, oh, my gosh, has been 15, 15, uh, 15, 15 yeah. Mm -hmm. In 2015, we decided it was either North Carolina or Florida. And mind you, I have no family in Florida. Whitney has one cousin, and that's it. So it was like, okay, let's go to Florida. And we're here. And I would say um, I was scared, right? I didn't know um, what God had planned, you know, had plans for us. We didn't know anything. We just went with the flow. Um, and and God has been good. I met these wonderful gentlemen. We had a prayer group. I met um, wonderful friends at Plantation. And, and look, 
I'm in my beautiful home right now. I can say, yes, sir. Man, man, after 13 years, we finally got home. All these years of renting, and and the crazy thing, it happened on COVID March. That's yeah. when time was looking for a home. That's madness. Remember, guys, and was praying yeah, about yeah. it. Like, wow. Oh my gosh, God! Like, what what is going on? You know, we're here. Like, we was at the end. We everything was going through, but God was like, you know what? I got you. So uh, two two months passed, three months passed, and lo and behold, everything came through, and and we got yeah. a home. Can our prayer group take credit for that prayer? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Kinta, what, yes. one question before Dane De- jumps in. Mm-hmm. You were afraid with this whole big Florida move. Um, yeah. what, 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 really, what really made you um, pull the trigger? I mean, that's a bad analogy. Okay. But, but what gave you that, that, that guts to take that leap of faith, that risk. Let me tell you, it was all my wife. Because I'm like, babe, listen, I'm going to go with the floor. I'm going to go, if you go, I got you. So, you know, she was like, all right, we're going to Florida. We're going to look for jobs. She said she's going to look for jobs. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we uh, took a plane. We went down and we know we started looking for, she started looking for jobs. And then um, I was like, wow, she's serious. Okay, all right. And then at that time they called her and and then it was like I packed everything. I sold all my furnitures, like starting new, right? Wow. I gave away my clothes, my winter clothes, because you know I had some fresh, I had some nice Tims and yeah, well, yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't do that in Florida. So I got rid of all that. Um, got into the my my vehicle and we just drove. New beginning. No looking, back. no looking back, man. New beginning, man. Wow. Did? <laughs> yeah, no, that's an inspiring story, man. Um, and I think we can all find ourselves in that. Uh, for me, um, you know, even before talking about the teaching switch, because I was in public school, as um, as Pastor Dex said, um, before that, I was on a path to becoming a computer engineer. Um, so I have anyone who knows me, I have some technical computer knowledge and um, there was a spiritual tug, a spiritual calling, a spirit. What do you call it? A spiritual kick? Anyway, <laughs> I, I felt um, something greater pulling at me and it was God telling me um, what my purpose was like, um, you know, I, I knew um what others wanted me to be but i kind of didn't realize or really understand or know what it was i was meant to be and so um that just kind of thinking of it from that aspect helped me realize all right who i'm meant to be will affect my career choices my um just life choices um and uh, I just really had to pray about it and ask God, like, which way do you really want me to go? Because I never really asked you what I should do with this career. I kind of just started doing it. And so um, lo and behold, he revealed to me in so many ways that you're meant to be a help to people. And it, it wasn't necessarily a specific career, but 
some way, somehow, God wanted me to be uh, impactful in my community. And that uh, meant various things. So that's why you see me as a praise leader at church. That's why you see me um, from time to time, um, you know, dedicated in the homeless ministry. And I remember before COVID, we were going to the homeless shelter religiously. I'd be there um, every uh, at least every two weeks. Um, but um, sometimes every week uh, and shout out to the homeless ministry. Sister Jesse. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, certain people I would come in contact with in my life helped um, me even kind of foster that understanding that you're designed to the way you're going to worship God, the way you're best going to live out the life he purposed for you is to be a help to people. And so he gifted me with certain qualities such as a, a, a voice. So I know that um, I used to kind of shy away from this idea that I, you know, cause I was trying to be more humble than anything else that uh, I can sing. And I used to just, and even now, sometimes I don't like people talking about my singing ability cause I'm like, you know, but honestly I embrace it. I embrace it because it's what God has given me to do his work. Amen. And so now um, even let's bring it back to school now, even in the career, cause God led me to um, in my extracurriculars, helping people in the homeless ministry and with um, church, uh, you know, now career was, how am I going to help people in that aspect? And I, I went from wanting to become a computer engineer, making a decent amount of money, providing for my family, all that to, let me become this teacher who doesn't necessarily make as much money. Well, not necessarily. We don't make as much money as a computer engineer, but it's not about that. And it's um, because I'm living out my purpose and it's much more fulfilling. Right. I actually right. feel happy with what I do. It's not. Um, so I'll tell you right now, and, and it's not an easy career to be in. Anyone who's a teacher knows that. But if you're a teacher and you're feeling very unhappy in your current situation, I understand, promise you, I do understand. But I think a lot of times we're unhappy because we feel unfulfilled in our right. situation. Right. And we're not necessarily walking in the purpose that God had for us to begin with. So you feel kind of frustrated and unfulfilled, but even when you are walking in the purpose, sometimes you can get there. Um, like I've been many times in teaching. So now I, I've I've been teaching in the public school system. Let me fast forward a little bit um, for almost uh, 10 years. And God has another shift. And I'm actually making impacts in the public school system. I'm um, uh, leading a mentoring group in the public school system. I'm actually a very, very key piece to the school I was at and my my school really didn't want me to go the previous one uh, even now they still tell me um and i i still stay connected to them because we're family but um i i felt this tugging at me for the longest time like god where do you want me to go next and um lo and behold this situation with sawgrass adventist school so christian education was the next step and it's been a, a uh, interesting transition, an interesting transition that um, I didn't quite expect to go to the situation. And let me tell you, when God needs you to do something else, 
He provides for you to, to make happen. So I was kind of concerned about things like, you know, how's the pay going to be? Um, how's my uh, relationship with my children who go to the school going to be now? Because uh, I'm teaching at the same school. I've always been kind of weary and leery of that. And, you know, God provided in every one of those aspects so much so that um, I'm in a situation where I'm, I would say, better provided for financially. Wow. Um, uh, in a better situation, socially, spiritually, there's so many aspects of it where wow, I'm, I'm, I think even making more impact where I am now than versus public school. Public school, I know I was making an impact, but now I have um, um, a bigger, I would say, a stronger rather sphere, sphere of influence on the kids I'm coming in contact with. Am I? new Man. family uh at the school my wow. my staff member so that, I, listen, that, that's a move of god brother last yeah. one you guys last one so again we covered four types of new beginnings and and listen family i want to encourage you go have fun with the bible this year read themes like we're doing um next month next week sorry uh we're interviewing um another couple of cool people and we will be discussing from the book of Exodus, breaking the bondage tips to your breakthrough. So you want to be glued in. We on every Sunday evening. You want to be glued into Plantation TV and YouTube, right? So keep checking us out. Keep sharing it. Let them know we're studying the Bible through themes. We'll be dealing with deep, difficult Bible passages. So tonight we, we were studying learning from new beginnings. And the four types of new beginnings we we're discussing is one, a new beginning after you messed up, you caused it, brought it on yourself, a new beginning after a disaster, a new beginning after God has called you, you know, from Rhode Island all the way to Florida, from computer engineering all the way to Adventist education. But here's the third one. How do you start over when there is family conflict, when there is um, squabbles, um, huge disagreements that causes you to, to run, to leave the home on most, um, to not see eye to eye. You, you, you have Genesis 16, 5, day and 6. Yes, and I'm again reading from the New Living Translation. It says, then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now she's pregnant. Uh, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, look, she's she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And Genesis is filled with um, stories of family turbulence. Drama, and drama. You, all, you all know the story, right? You all know the story. And you thought Eve alone used to blame them? I mean, Sarah, who came up with the idea, you know, now that Hagar has this big tummy and Hagar was probably parading it in front of her. Um, uh, and, you know, Abraham is like, that's, that's, your, that's your servant. You do what you got to do. So she really, you know, she, so Hagar, Hagar ran, she left. But then in verse 9, God met her. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, 
Verse 10, moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they shall be too many to count. Um, and and I, I read this and I'm asking, one of the questions I ask is, man, is the Lord sending her back to an abusive situation? But you have to think about what happened back, back in those days. People were actually like people's properties and God worked within that context. And the, 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 the big lesson that I got from this is a, it's, a, it's a superficial, shallow lesson, but it's still a lesson. And the lesson is in your family conflicts, where there's breakups, where there's frustrations, never forget that God is with you and he wants to communicate with you. In fact, Hagar, in verse 13 of Genesis 16, she's the first human being to name God. You know, like we have the name um, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sikidu, um, but, but she's the first to give him a name. And she, she called him Elroy, which means the God who sees. Mm -hmm. So she felt seen. And, and, you know, a lot of times that's all we need. We need to know that we're not alone. And what God was communicating to her, you're not alone. I'm going to bless you in spite of how rejected and dejected you feel. But you go back. You go back and you change your attitude and the results would be different. And somehow it worked because she was able to live with Sarah for 13 more years until she had to leave a second time. Um, but that's another story. Any final takeaway from any of you guys from the four things we discussed this evening? All right, no final takeaway. I went longer than I usually go. I want to blame Kinta and Dane. I'm doing like Eve, I'm doing like Eve and Sarah. Uh, so again, again, family, tune in. We on every Sunday evening. Check us out on Plantation TV, um, on YouTube, we're on Facebook, uh, and share it with a friend. Let, let, let's pray as we dismiss again next week, breaking the bondage from the book of Exodus, breaking the bondage, tips to your breakthroughs so we're going to look in the book of exodus through this theme breaking the bondage tips to your breakthrough and we're going to see what concepts from the israelites being freed from egypt could we learn could we glean for our own breakthroughs in life um kinta could you send us off with a prayer please yes danny father thank you lord for your blessings thank you lord for where we're able to come together, Lord, and talk about your word, talk about new beginnings, Lord. And Lord, as we begin a new year, Lord, may you uh, <clears throat> help us through uh, whatever trials and tribulation that have come before us, Lord, and we rebuke the devil, Lord. And Lord, may we, Lord, learn to appreciate you and learn to love you more, Lord. And Lord, may we get closer to you, Lord. And thank you, Lord. Um, for Pastor Dex, Lord, may he continue, Lord, to read through the Bible, Lord, and um, use him, Lord, and may you continue to bless him, Lord. Be with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessed Sabbath day, Lord, where we're able to rest on your day and only think about you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.